Dear Diary, I just witnessed Cody kiss Justin in the face, and they went out on a date to watch the Pawn Theater. The Pawn. Th- <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that's a better opening than last week. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Well, if you don't know this, we're talking about the, the final part to the the epic trilogy of to all the boys and, and girls I loved before, to all the to all the boys did the thing, uh, which it's a very popular uh, YA novel or well, little love teen love story drama series on Netflix. Uh, yeah, and this is the final part of the trilogy, supposedly, if, unless they make a part for it. But this is uh, to our, all the boys forever and ever, uh, or forever and always. Always and forever. Always and forever. Whatever. whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever is right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we already got Justin's take on the movie. Oh, well, well I might, you know, I might say, I might say something. Um, the other big movie is uh, Judas and the. Uh, Black Messiah, which just came out on HBO Max, and that is the biopic about the Black Panthers and you know the crud going on uh, in the seventies. Uh, now Frank there was Camp. gonna be what Frank, right? His name's Frank yeah. Hampton. Yeah. yeah, that's the guy Daniel Kaluuya is playing. Yeah. So there was gonna be a third movie, but I did not have time for it because uh, and I'll I'll actually t- what. I paid twenty dollars and watched it. No, no, you <laughs> so gonna, did. Hey, I. You know what? You know what? You guys can do a review on it. Oh okay? my god! <laughs> I was like, oh, I have time to watch all three today. <laughs> Sorry, you. Know, I'll, I'll tell you. I will address. I'm gonna address something. And uh, as <laughs> well, that's the thing is, I, 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 and I'll tell you what I got busy with today, and it, it is important when you. I hear what what it is but uh yeah when it came down to getting to the movies after watching the second one i only had a hour to left and i'm like okay i bet the movie is a little over an hour so either i push the podcast back until i finish watching it or we just get through uh how or what we got and i i decided to just go with that but uh you know what to make it up to you if if the movie is worth watching i will pay t- Twenty dollars next week. Uh, so that is now. I would say that's what we got on the show, but there is there is something I want to start out with. And yeah, usually, I mean, we like to have fun, just joking and talking about movies. And, and you know, we'll get serious because I mean, we are connected to the real world. Uh, Cody, you tune into the politics. So you, I mean, we got the impeachment trial and everything. Yeah, no, Justin does not, but I'm sure serious things happen in LA as well. But this is not about politics or intentionally about politics. The biggest news story, actually, I want to get you guys' take on this because earlier, I think it was a few weeks ago or maybe a few months ago, but we, me and uh, Cody, well, this is me and Cody, we did bring up uh, Gina Carita or Corrado, Gina Carrito. Uh, she was under fire over tweets she made. And we're, we were both are like, okay, celebrities, they will say stupid things. I mean, n- very few celebrities that we know of 
when they get this big fame, they, they won't be not, I'm not. I'm not saying that, hey, if they say something that's harmful, then you shouldn't tell them no or anything. No, definitely. But there is this idea if someone says this one tweet that is hurtful, then you know what? They're done. They should be canceled. Well, I'm going to say right now, I apologize for both me and Cody not seeing the serious level is with uh, Gina's problematic, uh, you know, dialogue. And it was reported just recently, Lucasfilm has parted ways with the actress. And also with the character, there was going to be a spinoff of uh, her character in The Mandalorian. And they scrapped that. So I think they're pretty much going to get rid of the character altogether because of uh, her tweets, which all of her tweets are basically about, uh, you know, they're, they're pro-Trump, a, a, the, the Holocaust, or she's she tried to compare something that... Was it oppression of conservative beliefs or yes, something? Yeah, something gonna, really atrocious, yeah, which again, yeah, yes, we apologize. Yeah. We did not know that her right-wing beliefs spewed into bigotry and hatred we just thought what she did was... you guys say well okay i had an i had an idea like i had a thought that all right she would i mean she i knew she was probably i mean so there were a few tweets i saw where she was putting yeah i know about the tweets what did you guys say oh we just said well I, well i i think the reason why we're like okay we shouldn't cancel this person immediately and because we were saying this right after uh, what the actress who played uh, Shiri from Black Panther. Yeah. She said something stupid about uh, vaccines being deadly or, or you shouldn't take vaccines and, you know, COVID isn't real or something like that. And she, what she did, she immediately, she immediately apologized and said, Hey, you know what? I, I was trying to help people out. I didn't realize that this was harmful information. But Gina was doing a series of intentionally harmful tweets. Uh, I mean, pretty much, yeah, as you mentioned, bigotry, racist. Uh, she was cheering on people at the Capitol. Uh, she was doing a lot. I mean, she was, just, I, I mean, I'm reading all those tweets. I was like, really, you're going to put this stuff out there while you're working for Disney? I mean, why don't you just shut up and take the Disney money? But that, that's not what these celebrities do. They just feel the need to get crazy on social media which will cost you your job disney is a, a comp disney doesn't owe you anything if you are trying to hurt their image then yeah they have the right to fire you and there were some people saying cancel disney plus because they are removing the right to free speech and i'm like well no free speech is important but if what you're using your free speech to do is to harm others then that i mean they are a private company they can you know if, if they don't want you to say these things and you're saying these things then i mean you have to face punishment but that's what's currently going on is just a battle between whether or not to cancel disney plus which by the way none of you are going to cancel disney plus uh, are you freaking kidding me yeah what happened to cancel netflix cancel uh uh, who I'm, I mean, so many things on the cancel list, and nobody's done that. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, what do you guys have to say about that? 
Well, I was actually talking with somebody else about that on my Instagram just recently because you post something about it. And I just think it's a shame that these celebrities feel like just because they are in the limelight that they can stay and do whatever they want. And it's, if, if they weren't in the limelight, it wouldn't be as big of a punishment, but people would still just block you for saying stuff like that. You know, like, like you and I, we're, on, we're just on social media, right? They can just block us for saying those things but we're not going to get punished to that extent. And it, she's, she's just, so it's so dumb of her to do that because you're, you're on a really, really popular show on a huge network. It's going, it's getting nominated for things and your opinion does not matter, unfortunately. And you're using the platform for the wrong things. You're not making anything better or, or, you know, even telling us like, oh, I made this great steak last night or whatever, or I had a good workout today or whatever. You're telling us your opinion on politics and COVID and stuff. And it's like the number one thing that people don't talk about is politics and religion. So just leave that stuff out of there. It's always that way. Well, I mean, I think she loved it. Yeah, no, I, 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 they need to keep their mouth shut about their opinions on, on certain things. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is social media is not your friend. If you go on and say things stupid, then it's going to bite you. Also, in this day and age, when people are getting in trouble for everything, everybody's getting in trouble for everything. So why even test out the water? Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing for a celebrity because celebrities are always talking about their political beliefs but it's another thing when you're spewing toxic hatred things and there's no reason for you to express these opinions you can keep that opinion to yourself you don't have to blast it on social media and disney is a company first they are a company first and they do and disney and star wars do not want to be associated with bigotry and racism because they know that they're going to lose money. So you just cost yourself a job when you didn't even have to tweet. You could have just not said anything. Yeah, I mean... She can just say she's, like, disgusted with the way things are, you know? She doesn't have to, like, lash out at them and and, Mm -hmm. and single people out and, and, you know, because everyone's going to... There's always going to be people who are not on your side about what you're saying always yeah i mean just take a uh, uh, kurt russell for example he he would just say he voted for trump but that's it i mean you can you can question yeah, but he's not going around saying hurtful things yeah, yeah we don't like his politics but he's not saying hateful things on on in the media yeah yeah so i mean that's what i have to say just that i've been seeing I mean, division and and people wanting to take it out on us over it. I'm just like, no. If someone's doing stupid things, they, I mean, yeah, the company has the right to fire them. And I, I mean, I just don't really. I mean, I thought she was okay in the Mandalorian. So even if I was basing things on my love, which I don't. Because I, I don't really hold a property that much to where I, I'm only th- focused on that. But say I, I did, 
I mean, Gina, Gina could be replaced by anybody. If you want to keep that character up and recast, I, I mean, there was nothing special about her performance that made that character. She's not a good actor. Not at all. Well, I mean, she's an athlete first and foremost, right? She was right. an yeah. MMA fighter, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then she was in that Soderbergh movie. And then she was on one of the Fast and the Furious, so she just kept showing up in a few films here or there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's just what I have to say. On to the movies. Starting with the one that Justin is most excited for. To all the boys I love. (laughs) Okay, I will tell you this. When the first movie came out, which is To All the Boys I Loved Before, I liked it. It was a, I mean, it was a a relatively straightforward love story. There wasn't a lot of twists or anything, but for one, I mean, hey, a diverse diverse cast of people. You have a or Asian protagonist, and it's, I mean, look, I mean, adopted because her her family died. I mean, there, there, there's a whole uh, backstory about that uh, covered in the first one. But the thing is, she, she was just a, just a cute little teenager wanting to find love. And she, the way of doing that, she likes writing letters, letters to all of her crushes. And well, uh, in order to get, in order to get the interest of this one person. And she thought she'd love. She had to fake date this one guy named Peter, and the, the main or uh, so the main protagonist is Lauren uh, G, and then you have Peter, who is now the main uh, love interest. And Peter was that okay? We don't love each other. We're doing this just to you know. You get your part. I get our my my part. We get this person jealous and whatnot. And then as the movie goes on, they express feelings, or maybe they don't. There's like, I mean, it's a plot and a story you've seen done over and over again. But the thing that makes it so sweet and entertaining is just the chemistry between those two and the performances. When the second movie came out, it was lame as heck because it just repeated the same things of the first movie, except we are going to add this love triangle. And it was also really long. And at that point, I was like, okay, the guy who plays Peter, he is not a good actor. He's like Dane DeHaan meets, uh... no, actually, he's just Dane DeHaan. But he looks like Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, Dane DeHaan, who looks like Mark Ruffalo. Like, you you could take this guy and put him in, if you were going to do Amazing Spider-Man, hopefully not, don't do that. Although there was rumor that they're going to bring Andrew Garfield in the next Spider-Man movie because they're doing that dimensions thing but oh my god if they did an amazing spider-man 3 and dane dehan said no they could just cast this guy as uh as this dane dehan uh 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 green goblin you're my best friend peter gnarly uh, i mean at this point I was dreading this because I didn't like the second one and I felt like at the end of the second one, okay, why are you going on? Why is there a part three? Well, in this part three, we, we deal with college because, yeah, they're not high school kids anymore. You know, they're, they're not getting degrees. They got to 
figure out what type of uh, entry level job they want to take. And they're trying to, uh, you know, they're going and getting in love with each other. Oh, but there was that one, one, one conflict, well, actually a couple. These two love each other so much, Laura and Peter. Uh, man, it would be heartbreaking to see if they had to be in different colleges. <gasps> oh, have you ever seen The Kissing Booth too? <laughs> I was like, oh, you no, you didn't do this plot. <laughs> Yeah, I just I'm just seeing. Even though I see like a miniature version, because uh, on on Zoom here it's showing one person at a time, so everybody else is minimized. But I can tell on Justin's face, he he's ready to rip this thing apart. You want? Yeah, well, let's just let's just start with Justin. Justin, how romantic was this for you? And <laughs> well, I've never seen the other two, so. And I would definitely never see this had it not be for this show. Um, but it's, it's just what you said. We've seen this already and recently in other bad movies. And it's always about, you know, the college. Can we go together, go to the same college? This is just bad. This is just so bad. You're, I mean, yeah, the acting is bad from everybody, not just from the Peter guy, but she's not that good either. And um, James uh, Corbin, Corbin, the dad, I mean, this is a perfect role for him. He just goes and sits in a movie that's shitty and, you know, is the dad in it. Um, and then the mom, like she was in a, a show recently and it got canceled after like one season. I mean, these are perfect for these people to be placed in this movie. A Netflix movie, a trilogy, apparently. Can't even believe it. But this, yeah, this is this is cheap. It's just not for me. I'm a 35-year-old man. Okay. This is but you not have a girlfriend. Me. Was this it's romantic? For her. She's nine years younger than I am. Well, so well she seen the first two. She was looking forward to this one. <laughs> yeah, so is um, yeah, so is my co-host Rihanna. Like this is, I actually didn't even know this movie was coming out until she kept telling, "Oh my gosh, to all the boys I love forever." And I, and I'm like, okay, what 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 the heck is? Oh, there's a third one coming out. All right, okay, I guess we gotta see it because it's gonna trend on Netflix. And it yeah. was, it was the first thing I saw on Netflix when I popped up. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like trending on Twitter and whatnot. But I didn't hate this movie. It's just not meant for me. And, and it's actually really perfect for Valentine's Day weekend. I mean, they, they know their marketing and why they're putting it out. Um, there's, it's sweet and it's fun, but it's high school. And I don't want to watch underage kids, you know, like maybe they'll have sex or maybe they won't. I just, that's not what I'm into these days or ever. <laughs> well, this movie's for pedophiles. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I I liked her. I liked her kind of um, road that she took here. I really enjoyed that she didn't want to just stick to what was there because of her boyfriend. I like that once she went on this trip to New York, she actually fell in love with New York and you know wanted to stay. Um, and they showed us in corny ways how much she really loved it. But I mean, it's a corny YA movie. And I'm not a young adult. I'm an old adult. 
So well, I give it a decent. Yeah. Uh, well, well, Cody, you know, actually, that's interesting because both of you are you're either married or you have a girlfriend. Cody, wh- what about you? Did, was this the perfect date movie? Cause, hey, because Valentine's Day. I mean, that, that is right. He doesn't have his headphones on. He probably thinks I'm still yapping about how much I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it could it could be the, the best movie he's seen this year. We You don't know that. I mean... Hey. All right, Cody, what do you think, pal? Is this a perfect Valentine's Day weekend movie for you and your wife? I mean, it's not really our movie. It's fine. It's kind of sweet. I like the first one pretty good. It's pretty... I know when the first one came out, people were kind of saying it was refreshing because it was kind of a rebirth of the romantic comedy because that was the same year. What is that other one that Netflix did? Was it called The Setup or The... I think it was The Setup. Yeah, and then Crazy Rich Asians came out. So, And like you said, you have a diverse cast with primarily Asian leads. and eh. So... For what it is and who it's marketed for, I think it's perfectly fine. Would I have watched these movies otherwise? No. But there are far worse films. This isn't The Kissing Booth. This is a much better film for teenagers to watch than that. Well, it is. And because, for one, The Kissing Booth is just so mean-spirited. And it's it's also, I mean, you talk, again, talking about diverse, like, the whole movie you just see classrooms filled with either black asian uh, white uh, latino you see an actual school whereas in the kissing booth it's a bunch of 30 year olds pretending to be teenagers and all the black people are in the back (laughs) and i like i like the artwork i don't know if it's incorporated from the ladies novels that these are adapted from but i like some of the stuff that's put in here so I think it's a perfectly sweet film, and if you're if the target audience should enjoy this, and yeah, I don't know if I'd call it the perfect Valentine's Day weekend movie, but you could watch worse, and that was a good marketing of Netflix to drop it this weekend. It is, and yeah, I'll say that. I mean, it'll work for people who are in the, the teen. Just, I would say the straightforward teen love story. Like they don't even care about how good the dialogue is. They just want to see all these. Are these two gonna get together and all that? And to me, though, I actually did like the first one, and I, I would disagree with you, Justin. I think uh, Laura, uh, or who is actually played by uh, Lana Lana Condor, I think she. I like her. She's actually a pretty good actress. Now, the actor who played Peter and Noah, no, he's bad. Again, I I just get Dane DeHaan vibes from him. And half the time, I just feel like he is just not even motivated. Like, I mean, at the very beginning of the movie, they were talking to each other. He was asleep. And, uh, you know, they're saying, oh, I love you. I love you so much. And then another scene where he's not asleep, but he's acting like he is asleep uh i mean i get it you want to be a laid-back boyfriend but even parts where you're trying to be serious you're still laid back so it's like all right uh yeah the i mean the 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 thing is what really doesn't work about these sequels is the dialogue is 
less uh i mean i mean less motivated as i mean using the word word motivated because it really does seem like it's working to a formula and you're not really getting much out of these characters anymore it's just going through the notes because that it's just so dull it's almost two hours and i was kind of bored and watching it because i was not interested in the in the uh chemistry or not the chemistry the uh conflicts and it's also because they've gone through this conflict so much i mean that's why i don't even think this movie needed any sequels the ending of the first one i felt like that that was it you just end it right there but these sequels Oh, they go into another conflict, and then oh, is there are they going to date again? Are they not? Is it going to well, work out by the it end? It was very popular, and there were two other books to adapt. Yeah, it really did feel like the sequel books. They were made just because the first one was successful, and there was no no heart into it. Because I, I I was not interested in anyone in this film. Yeah, is, are you talking about? The perfect date movie for those who just want that i mean you get it but honestly the half of it on netflix i think that is just a much better movie about romance and even about romance with an asian lead i just got i was way more invested in that than i ever was with this this there's so many movies on netflix now that i feel like if there's something hey, that, go watch lovebird huh no, no. Okay, you want? I'll that's say this two, is better than Lovebirds. Diverse leads. That's two diverse leads. Two diverse, ble- two diverse leads that just get on your effing nerves uh, through the whole film. No, you want to forget. Okay, yeah, this is not the worst. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll, I'll take. I mean, because the thing is with Laura and uh, Peter, what you get, you just get one sweet uh, young woman. And then you just get a just a goofy uh, boyfriend who is not a very good actor. With the Lovebirds, you just have two people going, "What about this? What about this?" And you're like, "Who knew Elliot was going to be such a bad dad?" <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, for that for that audience, sure, I guess a decent. I, I don't know. I'd give it a low decent because. Really, this is the worst way. Low decent? Yeah, low I gave decent. it a decent. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, I'm gonna say it's a high decent. It's not great, but I think for who it's marketed to and what they do, it's fine. Well, yeah. I agree that it seems like they're just going through the motions. And I was a little more interested in the movie when it was less about the romance and just more about her discovering where she wanted to go to school and what she wanted to do with her life instead of the drama of long distance relationships but it's fine well i thought that was the idea of that was great it's just that by execution it felt very similar to kissing booth where i mean because again you with the kissing booth too was another plot of man i really love my boyfriend but oh we're gonna go into another i'm gonna get into another college and he's going to be somewhere else. Uh, and then, I mean, you have that same uh, message of, okay, should you focus on your life or should you focus on your loved one? And I'm like, okay, if you two are both in different colleges. This is set in modern day. 
with Zoom and many ways to keep in touch with me. I mean, look at us. We're not seeing each other in person. We've never met in person. Yep, ever. I've never That's... met either one of you. I only know you through computer screens. Yeah, so I'm, I'm like, these kids complaining about that? I, I, no. No, so yeah, I'm, I'm giving a low decent because there are better Valentine's movies to see it. But I mean, yeah, if you really got to see this, see a movie that you pretty much already seen twice because you know how it's yeah. going to go. There's completionists out there. Who yeah, I'm sure it. if they're fans of the series, they'll probably still like it. Yeah, yeah, like my co-host Rihanna. So, I mean, if you unless you're Rihanna, then just, yeah. Screw, no, I can't wait to hear her review on it. Yo, oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do that next time on the gaming temple. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give her thoughts. That'll, yeah, we'll do a part two on that. You know, I, I mean, I'm gonna forget this movie afterwards, but I'm gonna remember just to hear her thoughts because I, I I love having her opinion on on movie TV shows too. Because uh, we we when we did the gaming tadpole earlier this week, uh, she was talking about WandaVision and she was talking about the little twist at the end. And I was saying, well, maybe that person might be someone else. And, and uh, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I love her. I adore the heck out of her, but especially our conversations together between things. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get her thoughts on this. Of course, definitely. Hey, you know what? It's perfect because hey, uh, next time I'll also be reviewing Super Seducer 3. So <laughs> that's a real game, so by the way. Hey, Cody, you watched all three today? All three movies? I did. Okay. What order did you watch them in? So I watched Judas and the Black Messiah at 6 o'clock this morning. And then I watched... <laughs> yeah, I got up at 6 o'clock to start the movie watching day. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I have a class at 10, but I'm going to go ahead and start this always and forever or whatever it's tall. Well, yeah. Right. yeah. And then my class Again, got canceled. So I'm like, all right, let me finish that. And it's like, I better go take the dog outside again. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> I have over three hours. Let me go ahead and watch this movie. So okay, yeah, right. I watched that one last since I had to pay for it. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Well, um, Let's so let's uh, go to Juice and the Black Messiah. I was looking forward to this. I mean, you got Daniel Kaluuya, and it's a biopic about the Black Panthers, a very honest story about the Black Panthers. Now, being that is a biopic and movie form, you, you, I mean, something's going to be dramatized, something's going to be stretched. It, it might not be 100% accurate, but seeing how things are right now, racism, uh, you know, racism. Uh, I mean, we just had a discussion about that, but also with this whole belief that was for years, I think even before, because we also talked about uh, One Night in Miami, and for years, there was this whole belief, I guess someone tried to spin this about Muhammad Ali being a terrorist and also, the Black Panthers just being a dangerous group. And this movie is here to tell you, no, you don't get it. And of course, this is in the 70s, where post Martin Luther King Jr., as they, in the beginning of the film, they mentioned both of the, he, he got shot. This is dealing with the Black Panthers trying to 
change the tides of the segregation, the, the racism going on and the, the treatment towards black people. So them basically rebelling against the oppression that they get so much. Then you have the police force considering them a terrorist organization. We got to take them down, bring them to justice. It's a whole battle between those two. But besides that, I mean, it's also what's going on with the relationship. I mean, with Judas and his um, wife and the fact that uh, she's pregnant. And what's interesting is it started out besides with uh, those that or besides with the Black Panthers, I was surprised to see Martin Sheen in this, which he's great in it, but he's playing as this uh, racist. Uh, he's playing Jed Edgar Hoover, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's Hoover. With all that, they put a lot of makeup on him. Oh, yeah. But I recognized his voice. Like, I, I was like, oh, yeah, that is Martin Sheen. It's funny because. Now, now I'm only thinking. I mean, yeah, me as a, a nerd, a, as a gamer, I'm thinking about him. And he he played a character in Mass Effect called the Elusive Man, which is this uh, shady uh, business guy, and uh, like has his own like private ship and uh, rich area. So I, for some reason, after watching this, I feel like mixing those two to two together. Like secretly, Elusive Man not only was he shady and was he scummy but he was also a racist but martin sheen is like one yes. of the most liberal men in america he has been arrested more times than anybody for protesting for human rights and put him in a racist role that, that's what's the irony is that someone who is just very much a kind person he's been playing a lot of villains too that's why i brought the lucid man because that's that is one of my favorite performances by him and, and He's playing a he's playing a bad person. I know it's it's a nerdy sci-fi series, and, and that's eventually going to be a movie. Uh, they are working on a movie of that. But I mean, back to this. This is almost a different story besides the connection of Martin Sheen. The other interesting person that I, I mean, there's there's plenty of recognizable actors and actresses here too. Uh, the guy that was in Game Night. Yeah, Jesse Plemons. He was on Friday Night Lights and Breaking Bad. Uh, people call him Young Matt Damon or Fat Matt Damon. He's an no, FBI they call, agent. We call him uh, Thrift Store Matt Damon. Oh, Thrift Store Matt Damon. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, some other uh, actors here, Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Don, I mean, Dominic Fishback. It's, I mean a lot of talented people all in this one biopic and i mean i hear it's another film that i think is being hyped for oscars with that coming up in uh, april april and watching this i was i was kind of depressed i'll say the reason i was depressed was not really against the film itself because i think the film is solid but you just get everything just just witnessing this story. And as I even talked about earlier, before we even started talking about movies, you just feel betrayed. Growing up as a kid, having to read all this, having to study history. Because what one thing that I, I think this movie needs to be a requirement for history, historical learning, 
because you get even get reports out there of schools having black history be an optional elective but you have to learn u.s history this is u.s history 100%. Well, but their version of u.s history because that's been the that's been the uh, controversy with uh, education in u.s history is that we would get the we would get the uh, american version of american history which is let's make let's make america to seem as little of you know as little of faults as possible and it's interesting that today we get more and more historical lessons about what really happened in real history from things like tiktok out of all things that's how i found out about what really happened on thanksgiving back when the holiday was first a thing and this is just one movie to show you spending hundreds of dollars on these old history textbooks just to find out that they didn't give you the real story because what this film tells you is that america has been fed a lie for so long on how it views other people and black people knew this for years but there were plenty of white people who didn't and yeah i was a kid growing up as a little kid i mean i'm thankfully spending time with uh you know people from different backgrounds either asian india and even black and spending time with their families so i i got educated i got education from them but to know well i mean i got started you know you know i'm as i grew or older I, i mean learning more and more things about you know what happened in the real world and now in the real okay however i'm presenting what what i was about to say but regardless is the the message to take away from this film is that all this uh, that that we're dealing with right now this is all relevant because you you actually see one message here about why what they compare to be a riot or an act of terrorism or a protest and that is relevant today but yeah as far as performances and 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 dialogue i was invested in this movie from beginning to end i was just heartbroken i was angry in a good way this movie will give you those emotions because it's telling you the harsh fact whether you want to believe it or not which i do want to believe it but what about you guys This is exactly why cinema is important. Yes, film is meant for entertainment, but it is also meant to let us know things. And yeah, this movie feels very relevant, even though it takes place at the height of the civil rights era of the late 60s and early 70s. It is doing so to reflect what is going on right now in our nation And unfortunately, as Justin keeps saying, because we've had a lot of these films come out in the past year, we still need this lesson. And just on a cinematic scale, oh my God, what is the director's name? Shaka King? Is that his name? Yeah. Wow, this looks exactly like a 1970s Sidney Lumet crime drama. Like, it looks like it was shot 
in the same era of Serpico and Dog Day Afternoon or anything Scorsese has done, this movie is impeccably made. It's impeccably crafted. It, it's my kind of movie. It is just so engaging and enthralling from the minute it begins to the minute it ends. And you have two very, very strong performances from Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield here. And they both really shine. And yeah, I was shocked to find out that Dominic Fishback was in her 30s because I just saw her in Project Power. So I thought she was a younger actress than she is. And I'm like, why is she playing the love interest to Daniel Kaluuya? Wasn't she just a high school kid in that movie? And I'm like, oh, she's almost 30 years old. So talk about range of an actress there. And, you know, Jesse Plemons is doing the Jesse Plemons that he's supposed to do in the role, but he plays his role that it's written. And Martin Sheen, Martin Sheen's always good, no matter what you give this guy. He's one of our best actors. But yeah, I know this is technically being considered for 2020 because they're getting Oscar consideration. But this movie wasn't shown to most. It just had its world premiere at Sundance this year. Yeah, I can yeah. see this at 2021. So I'm counting this as a yeah. 2021 movie. And yeah, it's only February. But right now, it's the best film I've seen of 2021. It's definitely yeah. a 2021 movie. Yeah, he. they like the movie, too. Yeah, they give it a good... Um, yeah. It's just they allowed the movies that were released in January and February to be in consideration for the Oscars. Yeah. But it's definitely a 2021 movie, and you can totally, yeah, yeah, have it be up there. So, did you guys give it your rating? Must watch. Well, must watch. Yeah, must watch. I, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, you, I didn't even talk about the the cinematography, but I mean, as oh, as a gorgeous, yeah, as a as a yeah. film, besides just as a story, just how it is made. I was mesmerized by it. I, I mean, just I was I was just swept away by the emotions of the storytelling, and even in action scenes, where action scenes are that. I mean, you could. I there are there are uh, action movies that are more gritty and they're more trying to be realistic and not not that way of you know just having you turn your brain off and be fun. But the action scenes here were. They were terrifying by how real they felt because they're not trying to make this. A, they're not trying to make this a fun movie. They're not trying to have people crack jokes after they kill someone. Uh, no, they wanted you to experience it like it was, or as to their best, uh, in their their best uh, uh, retelling of it. I eagerly anticipate his next project because yeah, this was too. amazing. Or yeah, um, but yeah, this is a fantastic film. I was able to see it, you know, months uh, about a month ago, and I, on my worth of view, I said it's more than worth of view. It's worth the Oscar because of how important it is, what it means. Because these, this is happening today. All of this is happening today. People of color are still being attacked like this, and 
they weren't even doing anything, right? They're just like, they're just in their office and then they get bombarded. They're in their house. That scene when they first, when those cops first raided that house and they just start firing with shotguns and like through the wall, it was thrilling. I was on the edge of my seat. I was, you know, it's harrowing. It's super sad. The way that this director makes you feel during this movie is, is incredible because it's, you feel for them and it's raw emotion and, you do want this to be told in schools because it's that important and people should know about it. You know, Lakeith Stanfield is such a son of a bitch in this movie, but um, it's so good to actually like feel, but I feel that way about him for a reason because they made me feel that. And I think this is powerful filmmaking. This is exactly what movies should be up for Oscars for. Like this is, this is a, almost a perfect film. And Jesse Plemons, when he's in the restaurant, every time he has a dinner with Lakeith is just all, they were always my favorite scenes just because he is so uh, subtly vicious and ferocious, but he's also not in charge, you know, like he's taking, <laughs> this is from his boss and he's coming here and he's acting like he's the boss and it's just so damn good. Um, and Daniel Kaluuya, he he was he transformed i didn't even notice it was him you know he was he was uh fred hampton and i it's totally believable and um yeah the the girl she did a phenomenal job dominic dominique she did she was so good i think she she's in the oscar race as well this is this is a must watch for how important it is in literally what we are going through right now not not just not we but everyone is going through right yeah. Yeah. The, who could know that just sitting in a fancy steakhouse could be so enthralling? But you're right. Those scenes between Stanfield and Plemons are just so good. It's just the the dialogue and the way they deliver and how they're reacting to one another is just so good. It's, yeah. There, yeah. I I can't think of anything. This movie is just so well made. It is. It is. It's almost like you said. It's almost perfection of how well made, how well scripted, and how well acted it is. Yeah. And even though Lakeith Stanfield's character is an sob, you still feel for him, and you're still kind of like, "Oh, how's he going to get out of this situation? And what's he going to do?" Yeah. When Clemens was in the um, in the crowd, when you know Hampton came back. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so good um and then but also it's also about like standing up for what you believe in of course and then so much in fact that even when they tear down your freaking office and building you have people who believe in you who build it right back up for you and that's just it's just a touching film really well done yeah that leads to our last film that's yeah the one that i accidentally skipped but maybe maybe it's worth it maybe i should pay 20 dollars for it. What, what do you guys think what what is the third movie we're talking, Are you talking about? about barb and star go to vista del mar yeah <laughs> is it worth 20 dollars well my girlfriend was in the room <laughs> so <laughs> huh that's two people watching the one movie for $20. Yeah. Um, Although you currently you could go to the movie theaters for like, I think 
to because they were trying to get people in the. I think they got the theater prices stupid cheap uh, right now. Oh yeah! Oh yeah. my gosh! Um, when I went to Arizona, we looked it up and they were like eight dollars for like the eight p.m. showing. Eight dollars? That's like half. You know, I'm paying sixteen plus in LA. It was eight dollars. I was like, whoa. <laughs> that's how much that's how much it costs to see two movies in my local theater. So that that would be very interesting to see how much it costs now. Maybe that's like yeah. a couple cents to see two movies. I, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I, I'm so Do you think it was worth it, buddy? Um I don't think it's quite worth twenty. I would probably wait till it was like ten bucks. Okay. And I'm not saying that because it's not a bad movie. I just it's not like a have to go and watch it right now kind of movie. Like you could wait, yeah. but I found it perfectly delightful. And Kristen Wiig and this other lady are absolutely hilarious. It's just a silly movie, but it was fun. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, there's some ridiculous plot lines woven into it and some musical numbers, but I was laughing and Kristen Wiig is a super talented person and she and this lady wrote the script together and their characters have a really, you got to kind of really like their friendship and the places they go in this and it's just a funny movie. It's, It's a funny time. I enjoyed it. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah, the other girl's name is Annie Mumolo. And yeah. she's also her she's also a barb in this is 40. Like so she's been barb before. <laughs> yeah. um, but I also am a sucker for those Midwestern accents. They just make me laugh all the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they they know what they were doing because they were talking about their friend Trish all the way from you know when they got on the plane to the end and they had all they knew everything about Trish, even though she's a made-up character. <laughs> yeah. uh, and all they did was in their accent. Um, but yeah, this is about you know two lifelong friends who want to go on a vacation, so they go to Vista Del Mar in Florida, um, and they meet uh, Jamie Dornan, who's um, you know Fifty Shades of Grey guy. Uh, oh, that's and, who he was. I was trying to wonder yeah, where uh, I'd seen him before. Yeah, that's him. Okay. Um, he was much better in this. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he had fun. There was actual chemistry between the two. <laughs> um, but he's there to uh, pretty much have do a terrorist, you know, move uh, and kill lots of people because his boss is also Kristen Wiig, <laughs> and she is. She used to live there, and she got tortured as a as a kid because she's so pale, and uh, so she wants to get a revenge. Um, and yeah, it is hacky, it is wacky, but it is a lot of fun. Um, giggling a lot, you know. This is just um, it's just Kristen Wiig and Annie, you know, Muo Muo having a great time, and we believe it. We bought it. <laughs> There's a scene where uh, Barb goes wa- on this walking date with uh, Edgar. <laughs> I love that scene because it was just that cameo was out of nowhere, and I'm like, "Oh yeah!" I'm like, "What?" They go okay. on the paddle boat, and then she's like, "Wait, I can't do this to Star. I'm gonna leave." And and then <laughs> Star goes and has the exact same date, the exact same conversation. <laughs> it was 
killing me. This is this is a fun movie. I mean, they wrote it just to be dumb and silly. There's a lot of cameos, you know, Reba McIntyre, maybe Morgan Freeman or oh, Friedman. Damon Wayne's Jr.'s hilarious in this too. Oh my god. So silly and stupid. I like He's like trying to be inconspicuous about everything, but he gives away every single detail about his wife. <laughs> uh, it's just stupid and fun. Um, okay. You so. know, it, 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 it's no wrong Missy, but... All right, then I am paying yeah. $20 for it. All right, so, okay, well, I guess it's a must-watch. <laughs> must-watch. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll give it a solid good. It was a good time. Okay. It was a good way to end, I'm sure, for you, Cody. Like for your three movies, you know, that's it's a because I had a good time ending, you know, my day with this as well. Like it was, it was a lot of fun. Okay. Well, yeah, because you know, I started my morning out, even though it's an enthralling film. You know, it's kind of a downer movie. Kind of makes you, yeah. as Chase says, it kind of depresses you a little bit because makes you sad about. We're our still history. dealing with these issues. 40 years, 40, 50 years later. And then, you know, you get a, you get a rom-com that's for an audience about 20 years younger than me. <laughs> so yeah. That's this, what I mentioned earlier. Yeah. So yeah, this was a good way to like, oh, you know, just, yeah, just take your mind off things and have and a good not, time. It's not like dick humor either, you know, it's, or fart yeah, humor. it's not even really that raunchy. There's only like yeah. a, Really, I think there's only like one joke in there that's kind of dirty. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I it's definitely Chase. You should totally see it. It's it's a lot of fun. Okay, All right. I I gave it a a strong good. Okay, All right. Well, hey, you're right. I guess twenty dollars isn't so bad. Uh, so well, yeah, we're just not doing it a lot these days. You know, spending money on movies. So okay. I feel like every once in a while, it's cool. Okay. Well, I mean, thankfully, a lot of these are on streaming platforms. So, yeah. I did break down and spend $20 on News of the World a couple of weeks ago. Ooh, did you love it? I don't know if I loved it, but I did like it. I thought it was yeah. a very good movie, and I enjoyed Hanks in a genre he's not really known to be in, but the first ever Western he's ever been in. But I felt like the role kind of fitted him anyways, even because yeah. oh it wasn't God. a traditional Western, yeah, like protagonist. Yeah, I really enjoyed his performance in that, and that girl is so good. Helena she was Sengel. the best part, I thought. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, so next time it will be Flora. Yeah, and, what do we got next? Yeah, Flora, Flora, and Ulysses on Disney Plus and then I care a lot on Netflix. But also you guys wanted to see uh Earwig and the Eardrum or whatever the heck it was called. Uh, Earwig and the Witch. Yeah, Earwig and Earwig and the Witch. We'll we'll watch that next week. In fact, that'll be the week that I'll finally talk about my hero academia because the, the stuff I was doing over the weekend I forgot to prepare myself for that. But I will finally talk about that show and actually do pair it up i'll also talk about demon slayer because i love that uh but i'll i'll talk about those we um if you are only going to watch one thing on hbo max oh and it's you know earwig and the witch i recommend welcome to chechnya the documentary okay it is okay eye-opening amazing sad really sad but um yeah yeah that's a good documentary 
yeah so yeah that'll be our movies next time and stuff uh but yeah you can listen to us on pond different audio platforms regardless of what you're listening to it's on there facebook.com says punch press instagram says punch press twitter at chase pond 64 and also doing uh, little video clips of uh on insta reels and tiktok i put that one up where uh justin was ranting about wandavision that was <laughs> oh well i can't wait to hear you, the, your thoughts on the because the the latest episode dropped and also we're yeah, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go watch it in a little bit here after yeah. i watch the future yeah okay <laughs> that that will be exciting when we when we get to the final about that but until then that's that's all we talk about and then uh you know cody film page film nerd and real rejects and justin at worth the view movies did either of you have anything else uh, going on that you want to pop um, I, another gentleman who i've been doing the you know other pod his other podcast asked me to be his co-host on it like this pretty much so i might join him for that oh um, is that the fleming guy yeah the, the fleming film podcast oh yeah. cool interesting yeah. congrats yeah, thanks We've been doing um, a lot of the Golden Globes. We we picked our Golden Globes picks. Um, you know, we we do award shows and stuff, and uh, we're going to be talking about the Back to the Future trilogy next week. Cool. cool. What about yeah, you? Guys? We'll have a watch party for the Oscars. I think what I'll do is that I'll have a Discord vi- video call and. I don't think it'll be well. I, I don't know if it, it might be Twitch stream. I, I don't know, but it'll definitely I'm be. In, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Where, I'm in. Whenever it happens, April, right? Yeah. 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 I love the Oscars. I watch everything for it. I'm already starting because they gave a short list of you know animated shorts and documentary yeah. shorts. So yeah. I've already started watching them all. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll we'll figure out what we'll do. Maybe we'll play, do some quizzes on. I don't, I don't know. We'll we'll find some fun way for us to. Yeah, we can do our Oscar picks as well. You know, have yeah. a little friendly gamble. Oh, Nomadland comes on uh, Hulu next weekend too. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I know is one of the favorites to win. Well, her and Viola are shoo-ins for best actress. And Nomad Land and director are shooting as well. But okay. always out. Alright. Well, until next time, just uh, take care. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody! Yeah, yeah happy, happy Valentine's Day. Day.